0: So, Berto, we had the live show last weekend in which we had our 10-year anniversary party. 10 years. Decade. decade 10 years. And we had a lot of people fly in for the show from all over the country. And boy, were their arms somewhat sore. Yeah. And we had Lita.
1: Yay. I was really happy she uh, was able to make it because that added a touch of... Nostalgia. Yeah. You know? And anyone who had either at least seen the old ones or maybe had seen from the beginning would have known, oh, wow, that's Lida.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, Lida. So so anyway, let's introduce the podcast. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Umberto Castaneda, and I plan military parades for unconventional leaders. So, so the uh, show uh, was – Quite a success for me in that I got a chance to meet a lot of new patrons and people who listen to the show, which... So this is our second live show, right? right? So our first live show was this... The big first live show ever. Right. We never had one. Right. Which was just last January, and that was like an amazing experience. Which feels like 10 years ago. It does. (laughs) But it was the first time that you and I had really met a crowd of people who listened to the podcast. As we've talked about before it you know we sit in our off, my office right now as, as as we do and we record podcasts and we talk into microphones and it's just you and me yeah and there's this sort of idea of humans listening to this but it's not real it's theoretical right even when maybe like your mom listens right <laughs> and even when we've had a couple people in the room with us as guests or we've done small live shows in front of like five people right it feels different cuz it's right. like oh there are people here even though it should be at least understandable that there are you know many people who are listening to this right now yeah but somehow them being being there is just a totally different thing or Very different. Or, or meeting them in person is such a different thing part of it is i know that right this second no one is listening except
1: Right, the second they are,
0: <laughs> maybe that's it. It's like, yeah. someday, maybe tomorrow, this yeah. episode will be listened to by thousands of people. But right now, right there no not, one's yeah. listening, <laughs> um, except for the the NSA, which you know oh, is yeah, spying true. on my computer right now. I'm sure that's true. Given that I'm a communist, you know, red, right? You know. We have been secret members of the communist party for what
1: fifty, sixty years.
0: Totally. So that was great to meet people. We had a lot of new patrons show up because it was almost like there were a few people who came to the first live show who also came to this live show. Right, Some repeat customers. But but most, for the most part, it was
1: new people. Yeah, we met a lot of new people. Yeah. I had some really touching conversations with a couple of people, like things where there was a gal who told me how much uh, she appreciated me being... Uh, open about my life stories and how, you know bringing that into the podcast which I told her yeah that's why I do it but I'm, I'm glad to hear that that it resonates uh, and um, also had another conversation about how uh, I mean you know there, there's someone that started listening to us in 2014 so it's been about four years uh, and it's just been a big part of their life right and then when when they met us it's is kind of like whoa i'm actually meeting these people and you know i i kind of forget about that but but i can relate to the thought because i have channels that i listen to on youtube all the time and if i
0: met some of those people i would also be like whoa i'm actually meeting this person <laughs> right that's what i've been doing is yeah because from my standpoint i'm like why did these people fly into seattle just to come to our right. show and and what a letdown it must have been, you know. To, to have actually, <laughs> Imposter syndrome. To, to have actually
1: met us, you know, like, man, what a. Especially considering that it wasn't really us. Like, we hired those
0: two comedians, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I but... <laughs> have been thinking about the times where I've actually traveled to uh, another, you know, city just to meet people from a podcast that I listen to and, and how little, like, for example, there's a podcast that I've been listening to since 2006, I think, called The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Yeah, it's right. like a science podcast. And this podcast is like slightly based on that podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I want they have like a team of people. It's, you know, they have an expert and right. then they have like his his his, his brother's <laughs> well, his brothers and his friends, right? And they have conversations about science and blah blah blah, and then at the end they have a thing where they do uh, science or fiction, which ah, w- tougher yeah, which I stole <laughs> to be tougher blood. And so with that podcast, I've traveled to Vegas to see them live, and only had an extremely small interaction with them, where right. I went up to them and. Uh, said hello and shook their hands and then took a picture with them. And it was probably, you know, 10 seconds. right? And that made it all worth it. It was very meaningful to you. Right. Right. Uh, I was totally willing to plan well in advance to fly to Vegas, to fly down there, get a hotel. Just for those 10 seconds, it was a big deal. And so I, I try to tell myself that because I don't know, I just feel like if people fly in, it just feels like um I should be paying for their tickets or something. It just right. seems like it just seems wrong that uh I didn't give them more or something. Right. You know what I mean? Well I
1: picture like, you know, meeting Paul McCartney and what how how much would it take for me to feel like it was meaningful, right? Yeah. And I, I, I think like, you know, anything like, you know, playing songs for a few days together, recording an album together, maybe going on tour in the Pacific or something, spending maybe a year,
0: I, I'd feel like that was enough. Like that was crazy. Right. You know? Right, you're right. So right. that's so what it. Doesn't take much. Doesn't take much, right. right? Yeah. So people were great. There were some very touching conversations. People saying that the podcast means a lot to them and the the way that it has helped them to feel better about themselves, to understand themselves better, and to. Um, Connect with their family members, you know yeah. there, there were families who came you right know, It wasn't just individual patrons. it was like you know people listeners with their family members mm-hmm. would come and they would talk about you know what how the podcast helped them in real ways to understand each other right. and, and uh, open their minds to... and it kickstarted
1: my comedic career, which is great.
0: yeah it's a... going really great after <laughs> that, yeah you had a wonderful uh, joke. <laughs> um, And uh, it was hilarious, you know. So if you want to see a little bit of the live show, go to Facebook and go to our podcast page. And there's a couple of videos on there, some excerpts. Of course, they only see the punchline of the joke. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I wonder – so watching – the so in in the moment, in the live show – I legitimately did not get the joke, <laughs> and I was looking in the audience, and I was trying to figure out if they got it, and I didn't, and I could see that some people got it, but a lot of people didn't, Yeah, and so <laughs> so that's why I reacted how I did. I was just like, wait, so, because I was like, lo- I don't know who I was looking at, but... I was it- counting on you reacting
1: that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because, I mean, because in all honesty, like, I knew that the the setup and the way I was going to tell the bits was going to be entertaining because I was going to make it kind of goofy anyways. Yeah. So I wanted the punchline to be the kind of punchline that I enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is like... Would you have got
0: the joke if you had heard someone else say it? Yes.
1: I Well, I imagine so
0: because it's the way my brain works, so probably... Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, once you said why it was funny, I was immediately like oh yeah that's that makes sense i thought
1: of making it a little bit more obvious like saying like you know because because you know darwin goes right my dear and then i was gonna i was thinking of saying like say it all with me and then people would start saying survival then i'm like no i must but then that would have ruined it because so
0: you had to be there for this but but so i actually thought about this i thought like how would i have written it to make it a little bit more obviously uh-huh. what the intent was. Yeah. And so so essentially you're riffing on, uh, you know, everyone thinks you're going to say, and then Darwin says survival, survival of the fittest. Of the fittest. Yeah. But I was thinking that you could have said some other phrase that Darwin is known for, mm-hmm. you know, like. But um, I don't know any other phrases that Yeah. Known or for. <laughs> or, a, or a phrase that another scientist is known for. Yeah, right.
1: Except that the, the my thing was like cuz you know, we talk about psychopaths a lot. So I mean, it was definitely an insiders
0: oh, comedic wow. Comedic. So that burst, joke was right? like just to confuse me but have me get it or something.
1: Yeah, well, because like it, it, I knew I need my audience, right? So I'm like, we talk about psychopaths and then why would
0: we expect that Berto would tell a normal joke, right? So yeah, it's yeah. like, I, I so well. Let me ask <laughs> you. So when you were crafting this joke, did you think there was a possibility that there would be a a lag of understanding?
1: Oh, I actually was mentally prepared for silence.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, okay, good. Well, you know, you got you got a little bit of laughter. Yes. I, at, the t- at, at the time, I was. Guessing that people were laughing because you said it like it was. A, <laughs> like it, was a punchline. it was. It looked. It had all the machinations of a or all the uh, trappings of a punchline, <laughs> and so people just laughed right. because you know. But uh, yeah, so that that was good. But we have to talk about the highlight of the show, right? Which is you writing a song. Oh right, I, I did. I, I uh, you asked.
1: You you mentioned, hey maybe we should exchange gifts like a tenure. Yeah. And
0: I thought, yeah, that's cool. And then right. So let me tell my side of the story right. because it'll make the whole rest of it seem a little bit more. I don't know, just bad for me. <laughs> is is you know? I, I'm like, okay, let's exchange gifts on right. stage ten years. And I'm thinking, well, like ha, you know, it'll be. I'll do something funny. It'll right. be light or something. And I'm in a store and I see uh, Star Wars episodes one, two, and three. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man this is great, you know, I'll buy, yeah, I'll buy the DVDs. You will pay money to buy the
1: DVDs. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll wrap it and I'll give it to him as a 10-year anniversary. Uh, you know, it's perfect and it'll be funny and the people in the audience who listen to the podcast right. will will know the inside joke. And so I thought, and I thought, Bertel's not going to be able to top this because, you know, he'll he'll probably think of something at the last minute and right. it'll, and it'll be like on the way there he'll buy <laughs> he'll buy something and you know and uh this this will be bad because mine will be more thoughtful right, right. and his will be <laughs> his will be too random or something and so um so i give you episode 1 2 and 3 and then you right. give me mine and and it's this box that is wrapped and i unwrap it and then the box is labeled christmas cards or something <laughs> so i'm guessing it's from your house or <laughs> yeah something. And then it's... it's and then, a
1: Nordstrom's box. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I open it up, and then inside is a scroll, and I open it up, and it's these lyrics, and it's a song, and then you you sang it to me, and you... So I sit down in the front row, and, right. and you're, you're singing the song, acoustic guitar, and you, you have unbroken eye contact with, <laughs> with me the whole time. And... <laughs> And I, you know, I'm a therapist. I, right. I'm in touch with my <laughs> sensitive side. I'm. I value realness. I right. value authenticity. I value, I value eye contact and friendship. But man, that was overwhelming. <laughs> and so I would look at your at your the chords you were playing because I was like, well, I, you know, that's easier for me to to focus on. <laughs> But the song was uh extremely touching you sang a song uh so the last so the last live show right you wrote a song for the podcast right. like it was your love song for the podcast but half of it was really a love song about you and me Yeah yeah about, we, we
1: were the two fools
0: Yeah yes And by the way uh Michael Drain I think I told you this Yeah uh was talking to one of the listeners to his podcast, yeah. unpopular culture podcast, our friend Michael Drain. And the listener also listens to our podcast. Mm. And she was asking Michael Drain, like, Oh, so you know Kirk and Umberto, right? And Michael Drain's like, Yeah, we're friends. We hang out. And she and she said, Oh, you know, it, I just think they have such a great marriage together.
1: Ah, that's awesome. Like it's this is this is like just now the understanding yeah it's like common understanding right
0: it wasn't a question it wasn't right. like right are they married or are they right. together it was it was Duh. wow they have a great relationship yeah. a great romantic relationship yeah, yeah. yeah. A, so it's, this is a given this plays into that yes. but but anyway so so that that song then the last the last live show was really touching the metaphor was two fools dancing on the head of a needle right right uh talking about psychology and all this right. stuff and then you write this song, which is even just super explicit. You're
1: the- and I, and now in context, I'm thinking, wow, because it starts with the, uh, you know, uh, I admit I was lost when I first heard your song, which sounds like, you know, like a romantic, definitely a romantic start.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the song, if I, you know, remember the words well and, and interpreted it correctly, was that... You were valuing our friendship. You right. were talking about all the different modes we go into on the podcast, where, mm-hmm. whether it's serious or laughing or, you know, exploratory or learning something or, and that sort of thing. But it was also like you talking about – correct me if I'm wrong – kind of how this – this podcast has been therapeutic for you,
1: yeah, yeah, well well so so let me let me back up for a second. What happened was when you asked me about the gifts, I kept thinking for a long time, I was like, okay, this is funny, you're gonna find this very amusing because I was like, okay, I can't do what I would usually do, which is buy something on the way to the thing. I gotta really think about this because I know he's gonna put some thought into this, and I was like, oh God, I really gotta like And so I went through phases where I, where I would like, okay. I got to go online and like think and then then I was like no no no. I got to go somewhere and like go to stores and like look for things and it's so, like when I was in Colombia I'm thinking many times I came close I'm like that's that's it I I'll, I'll get this and
0: then I Wait, come. so you wrote that song recently? That was uh yeah, yeah definitely recently because like within a week of the live show it
1: sounds like. Yes. That's Wow. Right. That's right. Because I, you didn't have a gift until like a week. I last. was trying my best to come up with something yeah. that was like, you know, what I were the candidate? I mean, did you? Did well, because I was thinking, okay, he loves Clockwork Orange. Maybe I'll get him like a signed something. Then I went. I was like, well, we we love uh, we love the Beatles. So I'm gonna go online and find like signed this and that. Yeah. But everything I could think of was like, okay.
0: See so now my now even with that <laughs> I feel like my gift is lame because <laughs> all I did was buy you well, uh, well, DVDs of episode I was one.
1: I was imagining that you were going... Well, no, no. But, but the thing is, I was imagining you were going to be thoughtful about the gift. <laughs> More thoughtful? No, no. Like, just that you were putting thought behind the gift. Yeah. Well, I did. So, I, right.
0: I, so... I, I, I just feel like you thought I was going to get something bigger, and so you went even bigger or something.
1: I wanted it to be meaningful. Yeah. And but what I kept running into is that the only things I was coming up with were see, meaningful now I feel bad.
0: Were, I I just feel like a like a insensitive.
1: That was my goal. I could have. That I, was my
0: goal in all of this. I could have. Because I, I could have done something more meaning more meaningful. But you know, is, like just but, something. But like, I think I don't know. I think the point
1: is that where, where you ended up was something that was a meaningful thing because of our history. Yeah, and that was the same. Like where I ended up was was also. You see anything I buy, it's like just like. I spent money to like, hey, you love this, so here, right? And, and it just was didn't feel right, right? And so that's why ultimately I was like, no. I mean, like the only thing I could I could think of. I mean, just to give people
0: context, to- I think for my birthday, I'm not I'm not sure. On the way to the to meet me for my birthday or for the podcast that was around my birthday, yeah. you went to trading or you went to guitar guitar center, center. right? You saw a Beatles uh, LP, right. a, a vinyl Beatles live album, by the way, right. a, and bought that a double live album. I don't have a record <laughs> a pe- record player. And then you also bought a guitar distortion pedal. distortion pedal right. called Big Pickle or something, <laughs> yeah. because we had fairly recently done an episode on Pickle Rick. Yes. <laughs> so and I don't even really watch Rick and Morty that right, right, right. like that much. And so because we had sorta of talked about an episode on Pickle Rick, you saw a guitar <laughs> a distortion pedal that frankly I've never used. <laughs> you know, distortion pedals to a guitarist are very particular, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's like buying someone, you know, I don't know, like uh well, be underwear. Yeah, or just something something that's very or sure. buying someone a painting without really knowing their style, you know. Right, it's right. like the chance that you're going to buy a painting that is exact. anyway, so you bought me this. So, and it's always been nice cuz it's yeah. the thought that counts and it's yeah. great. Um honestly, I'm just like that pickle must have cost quite a bit of money you know it's probably like 60 bucks at the very least or something yeah but I don't I mean like I usually spend about that much on my gift but but anyway it so, that, so it was last minute <laughs> so, right so that's what I'm talking yeah. about is like you're on your way and you get something that are, you get things that are like slightly related. Right. That are funny. Right. And you're not, you're not hoping I'm going to be like, oh my God, amazing gift. So when I got you the one, two, three, I was like, this is pretty, it's in the vein. This is pretty, you know, like poignant, you know? Yes. yes. So, and I thought that's what you're going to do, but you really shot the moon on this. I was trying to find something
1: that would be meaningful. And ultimately my conclusion was, anything I buy is just like this thing. Cause I know you like such and such or whatever. Whereas if I write a song, it's like, you can't buy that, you know, it's like, so, um, so I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to write him a song. So then that, that's how that came about. And the point of the song was there were, there were three main things and elements in the song. One okay. was that I, I was trying to get across that you were a good influence to me. Ah. That was like sort of the first verse. Right. And, uh, the second one was a really great memory that I have
0: which is the day we recorded Talk to the Girl. Oh yeah, right? And then the and then and then the third thing. And of course so the- so Talk to the Girl is a song that Umberto wrote and we we were in a band together and we recorded it. Right. And we made a Are you talking about the the video? Yeah, the, the day yeah. we made the video. So and then this this one day, I think it was the first video we, we decided made, to yeah. do for that for that band. Right. And I Basically, took the band and direct, we all dressed up. Yeah, I directed like various different scenes, knowing that I would edit it all later. Right. And it and it ended up being an epic day because yeah. it was a summer afternoon, and then we went out after that to a party at Huber's yeah, house. Yeah, your I think, friends Huber's house, who has who had this house on Lake Sammamish and a bonfire, and then right. we went out to a bar in like. Bellevue or something. Celtic Bayou,
1: where my friend Anskar was playing
0: with his band, his his jazz Dixieland band. Yeah, yeah, Dixieland jazz band, and we were like one of... Maybe eight people who were there, and and they did like one of those. They went around the bar like a yeah. like a like a train of Dixieland right. jazz players, and we were all, and we were all yeah.
1: dancing, and we were we were like having a blast. And then on the car ride back, we were like going insane, and, right?
0: And so I filmed all that, and I incorporated it right. all into the the video. So if, actually, if you want to see this video, I think it's on. On YouTube, YouTube yeah, if you, you go to it. our band was called Missionary, and if you go to talk to the girl, yeah, you can see that video. Yeah. So that so you so
1: so I reference that because to me it's it's like one of the best days I I have on file, you know. Mm. So I reference that, and then the third element, other than the chorus, the chorus was basically sort of the the uh, affirmation of the you know it's basically I, I'm saying the the core message of the chorus is that um, y- you can't really ask for too much in life, but if you can. Find a soul to match. That's a big deal. Wow, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like you, you and I are simpatico. We yeah. are, you know, good soul matches. But the third thing I wanted to do is insert the bridge right. as a reference because yeah. you always you told me like, oh, I, you always write these bridges like they're the, and I was so I, the bridge was self-referential. Well, yeah. Like, here's how I write a
0: bridge. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm glad you
0: mentioned that because I totally noticed that. <laughs> yeah. And actually, as soon as you got done with the first chorus, I was like, oh. After the second chorus, there's going to be <laughs> bridge. one of those bridges. Yeah. And like the first line, you're like, and now is the time where I sing one of the those bridges. bridges and <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, my God, he read my mind. Yeah.
1: What's funny is in the nine songs I wrote in June, I actually was very self-conscious about that. And um, at least three of them didn't have a bridge. Oh. Because I also tried to write uh, A, B songs, like some of my favorite Beatles songs. Yeah. Uh, so I departed from my usual. Right. So
0: for those of you who don't know, song writing, lingo is uh, a, a classic way of writing a song, especially for pop music, yeah. is to have the, a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, and then yeah, either like verse, chorus, or chorus, chorus. Or or yeah. chorus, chorus. Yeah. And uh, like, like, what's a song that we can think of that's a good example of of that? Like, what's a Beatles song that has like a good bridge? Like. I want to um, hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. Uh, or, I don't know. Is there a song we can come up with? Uh, well, <laughs> the,
1: the, what's confusing about some of their songs is that you think it's a bridge, but actually, no, wait, that's the chorus. Oh, but wait, there isn't really a chorus. Like, for example, if you think of yesterday, right? Like, what's the chorus in yesterday? Uh, right. It, yeah. well, right the wrong. verse is the chorus in yesterday. Right, right. Right. But, but on the other hand, uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand has an actual bridge. Right. What's the bridge? Uh, when we go back down to the lower string and it, I think of the, how I play the bass, because,
0: uh, uh,
1: and my heart went boom when she cried. Oh, no, you're thinking of,
0: that's, uh, that's, uh, when oh, I, what that's, did I say? Uh, but that's, that's great. That's a, that's a bridge. Oh, uh,
1: she was just 17. What's yeah. that song called?
0: Uh, I saw her standing there. I saw her standing there. That's right. the one I was talking about. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and the Beatles, their songs are so short, their verses and choruses were so short that they yeah. sometimes would do the bridge twice, as in that song yeah, they yeah. do the yeah anyway um so let 's take a break and we get back uh let's let 's continue this conversation. What do you say all right we 're back from the break if you 're listening this far thus far in this episode and you 're not a patron of the podcast like because i 'm guessing a good number of people didn't even start this episode because they're like, oh, they're just going to talk about the live show. I don't want to hear about right. that. And then two, if we got five minutes in, it's like, oh, they're just talking about their friendship. I, I don't want to... Boring! <laughs> and, and so if you're listening by this point, uh, you, you must sort of like the podcast. You must. So, you know, become a, become a patron of the podcast. You know, that that that's the way that we find out that you really like Support the podcast. Support us so I can write more cheesy songs. Right. <laughs> S- and go to Patreon dot com, please, and become a patron. Yeah. So, so you sang that song, and I just want to, you know, again point out that you were eye contacting the entire time, <laughs> and you're, you're, I'm right in the front, and you're probably, I don't know, just five feet away, and you're just looking right into my right. eyes, and I kept thinking, well, he's not going to look into my eyes the entire, the entire time. Like eventually, he's got to like recognize there's more people in the room, but. But afterwards, I was talking with some of the patrons because we all went out afterwards and were chatting with people. And one of the, one of the patrons came up to me and said that uh, the live podcast really, um, I don't know, confirmed or something that, and was wonderful to witness our quote unquote epic friendship.
1: Oh, they use the word epic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. See? Eye contact pays off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it's funny. It's hilarious. Because I guess I don't think about our friendship being epic because, you know, I barely like you. Just joking. That's true. I mean, because I I don't know. Maybe our friendship has evolved slowly over time or something. Yeah. Or I I don't know. I have a lot of friends. I mean, I, I would say on the scale of things, you're probably – at the top. Do you know what I mean? But you know, I have other friends too that are, I don't know, close seconds, I guess. But, but anyway, the point is, is that I I hadn't thought that that was a gestalt that people would walk away Mm. from listening to our podcast and, or coming to the live show. Like, I didn't think that would be something noticeable. You know what I mean? But I think to, to some people, one, they don't have that kind of thing in their life. And some people were telling me that they're just like, I I don't have friends anywhere close to what I think you and Umberto have. Oh, I see. And the other thing I think, and the other thing that some people were saying to me was that to see men value friendship Mm. was a big deal to them. Right. Because because it was mostly women and they were saying, you know, like, I don't, I don't know men who value friendship and or express it in the way that you and
1: I mean I have dozens of friends like better than that and I wrote songs for them last night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I write songs in my sleep for my friends. (laughs) Every day it's like eye contact
1: song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey Joey, who are you? I'm one of your best friends. Anyways, I wrote a song (laughs) for you.
0: (laughs) Eye contact. (laughs) Um so that that was interesting. To uh, you, just don't. I, I I don't think. I mean, I we get emails from people talking about it sometimes, but I don't think I'd really internalized it the way that people were talking about it. Just like that, that would be something that people would walk away with. That's a good point. You know, because yeah. because I think of you and I as having banter and having conversations, right. but I wouldn't. Th- I didn't know or think that friendship would be the thing that people would th- see or. That's or, that's a good point or yeah. care about or something
1: and it's uh obviously beyond the song like th- th- there are other obvious clues that we um we have a history because a lot of times when we are talking about things it's about oh well like that time when you know it's clear that we've had experiences beyond just like we podcast together and we right. are in a professional you know um so I think that that's interesting. Like We have a lot of little
0: inside jokes or little like,
1: oh, that's a picture from this crazy thing or,
0: yeah, you know. I mean, it is interesting to think about all the various activities that we've done together right. and depended on each other, you know, because that's the other th- and And I've had lots of co-hosts on this podcast. Yeah. I've had a lot of people on this podcast. Right. And I've told you off air and maybe on air that the magic... Of you and I being on the podcast together is way beyond any oh. anyone else being on the podcast. You know, yeah. like the the way that you argue, <laughs> <about> yeah, psychology, <laughs> uh, truly argue or uh, self-deprecate or self-disclose or yeah. um, bounce off of or tolerate me. You know, uh, ranting for literally twenty minutes and you. you <laughs> You just sort of you just sort of listen, you know. Some people crumble under that pressure, you know. That right. as I'm ranting, I can see them losing it. You know, uh, they, I can okay. see them like he's ranting, or this is boring me, or you know what I mean. You're, and you and you know, I could see you're bored sometimes, but you you know you're just like okay, you know, it's fine. It's you know it's part of the podcast. He's ranting right now, no biggie. And so it's anyway. It's just it's it's been a great ten years, and it was a great live show. And and depending on you in that way too of being able to go on stage, right? Because it's basically I mean there's a rough outline, but we're improving basically. The that
1: whole that was something that surprised uh, a couple people, including Michael, because there were things that happened where they just assumed we had really carefully rehearsed, and I was like, no, <laughs> not really. Like we just. Yeah, like you said, we 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 walked the previous night or two nights prior through what the structure would be and we um yeah, we sort of like quickly acted out the the beats or whatever, but um yeah, everything else. And actually, I think it would lose a lot if if we had a specific script that we were strictly trying to follow.
0: Totally. Yeah. And our rapport with each other and The ability to predict what the other would do in a situation without having planned it or something. Like, they thought, you know, when I was going
1: back out of the room to get the gift stuff Uh and I was making comments into the mic, Uh they just assumed that that was planned and that I had, like, memorized my lines or something. Uh Uh, But I explained, like, well... Impossible for that to be the case because I didn't even know that my guitar stuff wouldn't have already been in the room because right. I was planning to do
0: all that earlier and I didn't get a chance to do it. <laughs> right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't have a lot of stage experience in that way. No, I mean, like I, I do, as you know, music and... Uh, but, but actually, when you do music, you don't do a lot of banter. That's true. Right? Like you, you're... so I'm a little better now. Like, I don't know if
1: you remember when I played in, in June... I probably did more talking that time than any other show I've
0: ever done, ever. <laughs> right. And and so, you know, you're, you and I aren't like improv right. stage people. Yeah, we don't have that
1: experience. We don't act. We don't – I haven't ever done uh, stand-up, for example, right. or, or something like that.
0: And we don't do presentations that involve improv, you know? No. Um, I, I would say that being a uh, teacher, professor has – Ever so slowly over the past, I just was given my 20-year certificate mm. uh, at being at Antioch or wow. being paid at Antioch. Actually, I've been at Antioch longer than that. But the act of teaching well, I think, involves some improv, mm-hmm. whether it's improv teaching or even improv humor. Yeah, And I think over 20 years, I've just slowly—because I used to be terrified of anything mm-hmm. close to that— and so after 20 years it's like now I can kind of do it and I feel like it I feel like when I walk into it I it all comes down to having confidence that things will work out. Yeah. Like you know, when you have a conversation with your good friend, you don't start a sentence worrying how you're going to end it or you don't ask a question worrying right. about what the other person's going to say. You just trust that things are going to work out, yeah. and if you stumble, your your brain will figure out a way to bring it back. Right. You know, when you're having a conversation with your best friend, you don't worry about like, what if I don't remember what to say, or <laughs> you know, what if I I forgot break- my lines? Right, you just, line. <laughs> you just you just talk, you yeah. know. And the uh, being on stage is no different. You just have to have the confidence to know that if you start an idea your brain won't fall apart, right. you know? And, uh, but when you're super nervous, your brain does fall apart yeah. and then you get stuck. And the- so one thing that definitely has helped me, I
1: am sure of it is doing the podcast because that is, I mean, we are essentially improvising, right. at least I am heavily improvising on a yeah. regular basis. And the other thing is going back to some of those early videos, my attitude was still already there as in, okay, I'm a yes and, we're going to do this. But if you watch, it was quite awkward. Right. Right? So, yeah. So I think my attitude about it was there from the beginning, but I had to go through a lot of, like, not so great content
0: to slowly start being able to do it. Right. Totally. Same. Uh, Carlos, you know, our friend Carlos from Mexico, Mm -hmm. he has been listening to some episodes. Yeah. And he observed that, too. He said that. Earlier on, like five years ago, there was a lot more disjointed moments. Mm. And whereas more recent episodes, it's much more fluid and natural, right? And probably easier to listen to. And yeah, it's just a skill you learn in terms of, right? Uh, and it's weird to think of it as improv, but that's the closest thing I can think of. Yeah, we're not doing improv comedy, but it, it's a yeah. it's an improv of sorts, you know. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah, the live show was great. Afterwards, meeting people was great. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, because because one one thing is like you could bring up a topic like, okay,
1: let's talk about the live show. Yeah, and you, if you do not yeah you haven't
0: prepped for it right. You know? and
1: so if we're not in that improv kind of method or mindset, it'd be like, I mean, it was good.
0: Right. It was it's fun. And honestly, that's what mo- that's what most people are like when yeah. I when I have them on the podcast. Right. It's like, or they'll say like very brief things. Yeah, you know, um, and. I don't think it's because, honestly, I think when people do that, when they come on the podcast, they think they don't have anything to offer mm. when they do. I see. They don't have the confidence that there's something in them that's interesting. You mm. know what I mean? And, right. and so they're just like, why are you asking me? Don't, you know, <laughs> don't focus on me. I don't have right. anything interesting to say when, when in reality they do. You know well, I mean? as a microcosm, I was... Uh,
1: By the way, I went karaoke four times this week, (laughs)
0: um,
1: which is a total record. Um, And so last night, I was at karaoke with work because my my military parade planning kind of team, we went out for karaoke. And we're sitting there, and there were all these songs. By the way, I don't know any current music, apparently, because they they were putting all these kind of current – songs from young artists. And I'm like, I-, I don't know this, but I was sitting there singing along because you probably do this too. Like as long as I hear the little bit of the, of what the chords are or whatever, and I hear someone singing, I can basically make it up because the lyrics are on the screen, right? So I'm singing along. And so they keep putting the mic in front of my face. And the weirdest thing would happen where I would be like, as soon as the mic came out of my face, I was like, I, I-, I don't know this song. And they're like oh, okay, but then as soon as they take the mic away from my face, I'm like singing along as if I know the song. So it's it, that's a counterexample
0: of like, well, I was doing fine before they put the mic in my face. Then what happened? <laughs> right, exactly. So so you and I have developed over ten years the confidence that we yeah. didn't originally have that one uh, that we could start a sentence or an idea and be able to think on the fly right. to be able to say something at least not terribly annoying or or terrible. And so we met up with people so a couple things about the show that went badly. Uh, One is is that so the last show that we had in January of twenty eighteen, I promoted it pretty heavily. You know, I was like I w I didn't I personally thought there's a possibility that only like ten people will be there. I remember you saying like we might be like staring at my parents or something. Right. There, There could be 10 people there, maybe 15. Yeah. And uh, so I set up the room with that in mind of just like, well, I'll set up the room for 80 people, but surely yeah, not yeah. that many people. And it was completely full. In fact, a lot of the extra seats were also taken that I wasn't yes. even planning on people sitting in. And I heard later that some people came and were turned away. Wow. Uh, so there was an Antioch person who was running the front door. Mm-hmm. And if I, and if I would have told her, like, don't turn anyone away, we'll figure out some place for them sure. to sit, even if it's on the ground or something, like, don't turn them away, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, some people flew from out of town for this, goddammit, yeah. you know? And so I heard about that, because some people would, so some people actually told me, it's like, yeah, I got there, and I was turned away, <sighs> and I was just like, oh my god. <sighs> so So this time, I was worried about that, and... I got a venue that was essentially the same size, and then that fell through, and then I ended up going back to the same room at Antioch. Right. So I'm same room, and, you know, it's eight months later, so it's maybe a little too soon, but at the same time I was getting lots of emails from people saying they were coming from out of town. Mm -hmm. So I, I probably had like, I don't know, 20 to 25 people who had said, I'm flying in from out of town. Right. So right there you think, well, some of them are going to have partners or friends, so that's mm-hmm. that's fifty people right there. Right, and then I think about all the people also from town I know are right. going to be or there, or within an hour drive or right. something. Yeah. Uh, well, so well, so that's the thing, uh, right? So well, so that was another supposition or you know yeah. a, 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 assumption was if twenty five people are flying in from California and Philadelphia and Maryland right. and, and Canada and blah blah blah, then surely there's going to be like at least twice that that are going to be in the area. Right. Because you got Olympia and Bellevue and, you know, Kitsap County and obviously Seattle and Linwood and, you know, people who live in all those areas. And so I'm thinking, crap, like there's, we're going to do it again. We're going to run out
1: of space. Right.
0: So I had this whole setup where I was like, um, I was going to have this whole zone where people could sit on the ground if they needed to. Yeah. Like we're just going to cram everyone in there. I was just going to like, we're not going to send anyone away. And so in the promotion of the whole thing, I didn't tell anyone other than people on the podcast. You know what I mean? I would announce mm, it verbally right. over the over podcast right. episodes. But I didn't actually reach out to people I knew, like students I know yeah. or... Uh, colleagues of mine or because you were afraid of that (laughs) yeah because i in fact some people were like aren't you having a live show coming up soon and i'd be like no because i because i was worried (laughs) that they were going to take a seat of someone who was a more dedicated listener right right right. and so so uh as a result of my paranoia and non-marketing uh we didn't fill the room right and so when we walked out on stage it was like oh how come there's not you know because last time it was, it was like packed <laughs> packed to the hill with people and this time it was a is different it felt different right. felt more I guess more intimate int- intimate yeah. but it also felt like wait what happened like how right. come how come no one's here but then again there were like twenty five people who had flown in yeah so so that was one element and then the other thing that happened was. Uh, the air conditioning somehow like turned off. It was hot. Yeah. And so I'm on stage and I'm getting real sweaty, but I'm thinking, well, I'm on stage. That's why it's happening. Yeah. But later on after the show, some people said that something happened to the air conditioning and Mm. it got super hot to them, too, to even them, though they yeah. were just sitting there. And I think someone adjusted the thermostat. So by the end of the show, it had corrected it had for itself. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I came out on stage wearing my, my coat, my jacket. And my thought was, okay, I'll take it off when I go to get the guitar. But I was, and, I, and I was sitting there like, when am I going to go get the
0: guitar? Because this is getting really hot. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it got real warm. And so some people email us about that too. They're just like, man, it was real hot in there. I see. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it, after so this is the second event that I've planned, yeah. And I have to plan it from the ground up. You know, I have to, Rick. I have to get the mic set up. I have to get the PowerPoint set up. I have to get, yeah. I have to get, obviously, reserve the room. I've, I personally put every chair in the room. Uh, you know, I, pers- oh, wow, I personally like. Why don't you ask me for help? Uh, you know, it's fine. But the the point is, is I'll, that... I'll, I'll be next time. <laughs> and there, there were some people helping, yeah. but the point is, is I'm in charge at the very yeah, least, yeah. you know? And so it's a whole skill. And I've realized that planning events, is, there's so many things that can go wrong. Yeah, there's Like it never would have occurred to me to assign... Because that's the thing. I can't run the thermostat. Right. And so I would have to tell someone, make sure you monitor the thermostat. Like, how come that didn't occur to me? You know, it's like, because it it didn't occur to me. It didn't occur to me. Right. Um, But I had people, uh, you know, because the other thing is like Antioch, the the building we're in isn't our building. So we rent part of the building for the university lease. And the building has a uh, automatic lock that mm-hmm. locks the front door so our university is inaccessible on the weekends right and so we so I had to have someone let people in otherwise they wouldn't even be able to get in the university to begin with yeah. you know what I mean and so uh, so there's just all these like details that that I have to monitor in my head yeah and uh, it's it's really stressful so I
1: wonder if, if for next time we should sell tickets or or at least... Do a sign up
0: or something. Right. So next time. So we have a better idea. Right. So next time, because this whole thing, this time I was like really stressed out about, okay, there could be 25 people there or there could be 500 people yeah. there. I mean, there was a thing in my head where I was like, you really just don't know how many people are going to show yeah, up. Right. you know?" And so I was getting really worried that what happens if 500 people show up? Like, I don't know. We are screwed. Yeah. And so I uh, – next time, we're, we're going to sell tickets for sure. Yeah. Um, but let's brainstorm, Berto, about the next one because I'm thinking, like, to do another live show maybe in two years, like at our 12-year anniversary or something, mm-hmm. sell tickets, maybe sell, you know, 50 tickets or something and, or 75 tickets or something. But I, I kind of feel like we should do an annual event, you know? Well, so – I agree, yeah. but I was thinking next year mm-hmm. the event would not be a live show. Oh, okay. But some other kind of thing, Interesting. like a road trip, or oh. uh, we go to L.A. and do a show down there or something. because yeah, yeah. there there's a lot of people in California, <laughs>
1: and there are there are a lot of uh, YouTubers that do that. Well, they'll they'll do a meet and greet somewhere else. You know,
0: right? Yeah. So I don't know. Any ideas? Uh, I'm I'm always down for going to the fire zone. The other uh, thought I had was to potentially have more frequent uh, uh, streaming shows. Mm -hmm. So we could do a YouTube streaming show Mm -hmm. and people could, you know, chat. uh, Oh, yeah. And then we could uh, respond on the fly. Right, right, right. To chat that people may be – because that would be pretty easy. That would be really easy for us to set up, right? And if we we could do that, like I don't know, every three months or something, or I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, or we could use Twitch, and uh, basically
1: every time they donate money, I say a, a less and less funny thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we could we could do something like that, um, and so so the, I don't know. I'm, so listeners out there, let us know. By the way, I think. started a Twitter account. Finally, all yeah. oh, right. That night. That night, I was finally persuaded
1: uh it's 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 the best it's the best tweets i am the best at tweeters um my handle is psycho berto but the o in psycho is a zero yeah so psycho
0: with a zero berto berto yeah at so it's that's the handle D- is is your picture on there yeah okay so people would know yeah yeah so uh uh, I would, you know, what would make my life a lot easier is if you did all the tweeting, because I I do a lot of things and I just feel like, uh, and I just feel like you have to have a Twitter account if you have a podcast or something. I guess so, yeah. And I just find that one, the format is really confusing to me. I just don't understand <laughs> how Twitter is laid out, right? And two, I don't have any enjoyment from looking at Twitter myself. You know what I mean? I like Reddit. Like, right. Reddit I love, but Twitter I'm just like – it's just a stream of stuff I'm not interested in. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so – but I feel like one of us has to do something on Twitter yeah. to – because there's some people who that's their primary way. I have some followers now. Okay. So follow Psychoberto with a zero at the middle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that
1: was a whole story because like we wanted Psychoberto without the zero but someone owns it
0: oh. and they don't use it. Oh. So I'm thinking
1: of emailing them. But now I, I think now I like my
0: zero. Yeah. Psych zero Birdo. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh what what else any other memories uh from, from the this, show? Yeah, from that whole day?
1: Uh oh yeah, well let's see. We had uh after the show we went to the Rendezvous and so I wasn't a fan of doing the after thing at the Rendezvous because even though I love the Rendezvous and I actually love the food because they had some amazing vegan options. Um the layout was a little tricky for for socializing because mm. I had to make these decisions. Like I could sit at the bar and basically give my back to the other set of folks. Your parents and the other people had to be like way on the other side of the bar. So I I sort of like the last place we went to in January or somewhere like that where maybe it's a little bit more of an open area and we can more easily move around. Right.
0: Well, I, so I didn't know I had to manage this part of it too, but – I thought everyone would sit over where my parents were sitting, uh, which is much more open. There's a lot more space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of places to sit over there. Oh, I didn't think about that. But yeah. for some reason, everyone sat in that alcove right. in the front. Probably because it was right by the bar. <laughs> I guess, but it yeah. was really packed over there. You know?
1: That said, I, I had some great conversations. Uh, one of the set of folk that were there told me they were inspired to start their own podcast. I, I, I'm waiting to hear about their first episode. Their, their theme was going to be uh, like Mystery Science Theater 3000 style, where they would watch a movie and make all sorts of quips. So I, I don't know how they're going to do it as a podcast format, but
0: yeah, that's their plan. Do you want to say who it was? Was it, was it April? Yeah, well, no, no, not April, but I I want to. But April and Luke are going to start their own podcast as well. Yeah,
1: right? that's that's a separate idea. I yeah, mean, yeah.
0: But this was who was this? Do you, uh, you, you I, don't I, say? I'll let
1: them. I'm not gonna. You okay. know,
0: I'll let them do their thing, and then we'll promote it if they do it. Well, I want to just ramble the names I remember of the patrons I do remember coming. <laughs> uh, April and Luke from from Canada, who April runs the fan page. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we had Nick. And Nick's mother, we had uh Alexis and Natasha and Karen, and I think there was a Jessica and there was Tasha and Hallie right and Emily from Philly. And I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of people. <laughs> I shouldn't have started on this road because if I, <laughs> if I forget somebody, now people forget. Well, yeah. so
1: I specifically uh, had a conversation with Jessica uh, at there at the at the bar thing, but also um, Natasha because uh, she came out to the karaoke too, and Emily was there too, and like there were several people at the karaoke, and we had a. Uh, my only challenge with the karaoke was that the place was packed. And so we didn't get to sing that many songs. Yeah.
0: But it's a fun crowd, so that w- that was neat. Uh Paulette was there, uh Rachel obviously, Beth and Beth's um I think niece was there. Adam and, I, and Adam. And although we didn't uh, get to uh we
1: we didn't get to hang well I didn't get to hang with Lita after the podcast, but we did get to hang with her on
0: Tuesday. Yeah. When we, sang karaoke yeah, we see that we night karaoke. Um, Anna, I think, was her name. Not sure. Let's see who else. Yeah, I Anna remember? was there. In fact, she came to uh, karaoke. Uh, she did. Yeah. No, she showed up later. Oh, she showed up later. Yeah. Oh, after I left. Oh, it might have been. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I hit a wall, man. I I hit a I hit a I hit walls now. Yeah, we were like. Uh, did Kirk pull an Irish goodbye on us? Is that what they call it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that, and I did that on Tuesday night when we were out. That well, night but you yeah, you were like, okay, I'm out, you know. Because there's like back in the day, I was like, let's keep this party rolling. Oh yeah, like till five in the morning or something. Yeah. And, you, and at some point you would peter out. Yeah, but now like you know midnight and I turn into a pumpkin, man. <laughs> it's like over for me. Uh obviously Michael Drain was there, my parents, my my Auntie Carol was there. Uh who else? Um I'm sure I'm leaving some people out, but those are the people I remember. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh what else any other thoughts about the live show, bro?
1: Um let's see. I really enjoyed doing the segment where we did the narcissism thing. Oh yeah. Um I I not, not just because it was About me being a narcissist or something, but rather
0: because it was... So to the people out there who weren't there, we did a segment where I threw out different symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder to Umberto, and he responded as to whether or not he felt that he met the criteria or not. And then we asked the crowd to assess whether or not Burto suffers from narcissistic personality. And if so, where is he on on the spectrum? I think I came out at like fifteen or twenty and well, Emily <laughs> said that you met the criteria and that you were around the same place that she was, which right. she said she was about fifteen and you 're at about fifteen she she technically said she was not
1: as narcissistic as I oh so,
0: so she was ten and you were <laughs> yeah, fifteen, yeah. so you win
1: I, I guess so yeah, but yeah, so but I, I, I enjoyed that- it because it was like um, a little bit of a psycholo- psychology deep dive. Uh, I get a chance to use my life experiences in the process. So it's like an echo of what we do a lot of times on the show. Uh, So I thought that that was good. I also really like the audience participation like we had a lot more audience participation in this this one. Oh, we did. Uh well, I don't know if a lot more, but it was good good things. Like for example, having the patrons that were highlighted. Yeah. I thought that was really cool cuz yeah. like we put their slide, yeah. they get to talk a little bit about themselves and we get yeah. to equip and stuff. And then the I thought the movie thing was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When you first put that forth, I as an idea, I was like, "That's too chaotic." Well, you had the movie thing already, but
1: but my idea, my suggestion was let the audience yell out the hints, right? And it did sound chaotic, but I thought that was what would be fun about well, it. Well, and then and
0: then I th- and I was I shot it down. I was like, "No, we got to do something less chaotic," because I thought it would fall apart. Honestly, right. I thought it would not work. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, actually, that'd be a great way to end it, you know, right. you, even if it is super chaotic. Right. It's, it's a, and it totally worked because people gave out... Like, I thought the movies were so easily hinted at. You know what I mean? Like, right. for Toy Story, it's like, to infinity and beyond. Right. Like, that's... Like, people would... but But people were either screaming in a cacophony so that any good hint would get lost. Right. And also people don't have hints like off the top of their head. No. You know, so... Well,
1: but in one case, like on our side, it was someone for... The the movie was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. And someone yelled out, Indiana Jones. Right. Which maybe should have been illegal to do, but they did. And yet, we still didn't get it. Right. Like, I was like, oh, So one of my two uh, uh, audience members on my team said, uh, I think it was Natasha,
0: she said... Uh, Temple of Doom. Right. Well, no, no. So the same thing happened on my side. Right. The same people who were the team right. members I had, they, they said Indiana Jones... Well, yeah. I can't remember the hints that were said, but but they get Indiana Jones, and they said Temple of Doom. And I was like, okay, keep well, going, surely going. they're going to get to Raiders of the Lost Ark. But but if you think about it, Raiders of the Lost Ark is kind of a... The, the full title isn't often referred to. They usually just refer to it as Indiana Jones. You That's know interesting, because I mean? for me... It was absolutely Raiders, you know. Was like, right, but yeah, I could, but it'd be like in a slightly analogous situation. It's like Episode Four is a New Hope,
1: right? You know? Well, and it's it's it is important to note that we have younger listeners, right, right than us. Meaning, <laughs> so in some cases, these are movies that they might have seen, kind bit, of like on a video, or maybe not even seen but heard of, right? right.
0: right, yeah. right. yeah, that was fun, and yeah, so in that process. Uh, my team won, so we we're we we're doing ten. We we were gonna do ten matches, and my team won the first four. And so you know, my team wins one, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. My team wins two, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah. My team wins three, and I'm like, oh, oh. And then my team wins four, and I'm like, this <laughs> oh, is this gonna is gonna be terrible awkward. because the other team members, the other teammates, yeah. the people on your team we're going to be publicly humiliated yeah, in like zero. Yeah, and then but then right away your team so won I'm the next won the next four. Yeah. So then it was like 4 okay. to 4. Yeah, and
1: that was good. Yeah. As if we had planned it, but we did it. Yeah. Uh, I think uh Drain helped even the odds a little bit cuz he started like giving some better
0: hints. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to give hints, but I Yeah, we didn't play we the game that way. All right, Berto. Well, thanks for uh Going on that journey with me, it was. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah. As we were heading towards the event, I thought about how much stress and how much work it was for me. Yeah. And I just thought about how, how funny it was that I was doing it. Cause, <laughs> cause like when I spend, for example, three months preparing for a deep dive on narcissism. Yeah. I, I, it feels like I, I know it's going to have value because people are going to w- want to consume it. It's going to stay there forever, right. you know. It's an academic write-up almost, right? Twenty yeah. years from now, someone can you know sign up as a patron, you know, patron and listen Learn to about that narcissism. Yeah, and and it just feels like okay, three months time well spent, but. The live show I spent off and on for not, probably like eight months, you know? Wow. And especially, you know, the month leading up to it, especially the amount of stress, you know, and like wondering and thinking like what... Because like the amount of different versions of the live show I went through, you know right. what I mean? like, And I'd have to imagine it and I... I would try to say it out loud as I was doing it, and then I'd be like, oh, that whole section is dumb. I got, like, I had a whole other kind of, in fact, I'll tell you what I planned on doing as a mini deep dive for a long time. I had it all planned out. Okay, Actually, I'll tell you two segments I had. Um, one segment, I had looked up various quotes that Han Solo had said in the movies, and that Captain James T. Kirk had said in mm. the TV show and or movies. Okay. And I made a conversation between the two of them using movie quotes between the two oh. of them. And I, ha- as you can see to your right, I have Han Solo's gun and Captain Kirk's gun. Right. And so we were going to have our guns on stage. And, you know, I was going to be Han Solo, you're going to be Captain Kirk uh-huh. or vice versa. And we were going to... Have, Say the lines. Yeah, so so oh Han God. Solo. The first line was, "So do you think a guy like me and a and a princess could ever, you know, dot dot dot?" And then Captain Kirk has some light some line where he's like saying, uh, "Well, you got to believe in yourself, otherwise things won't happen." <laughs> and then Han Solo says something like. Uh, something else and then category. and I, I it's, you know imagine how long that took for me to right. do it. like I had to look up, quotes, look up all the quotes find quotes that made sense in a narrative you right. know conversation so what you should do is make that YouTube video but it'll take yeah. you a long time to parcel the clips or do it the next time we have a live show <laughs> but so that that was a whole rabbit hole that didn't come oh, we would true. have had to memorize a lot too. right so that's another thing and, and plus the show was too long as is yeah the other thing was was the the mini deep dive that I uh, did in the middle of the show, uh, where in reality I ended up doing with you, which was asking you about whether you think you have narcissistic personality. My original deep dive was me talking about how systems work and about how people get into conflict and how a vicious cycle of conflict works out. So, I see. so two people coming to the table with. Um, good intentions can result in a back and forth that results in misunderstandings, and then you end up hating each other, mm. even though it, neither one of you sort of intended or really understood what the other person was saying or reacted well when your feelings were hurt and that kind of thing. Right. So, obviously, in couples, that's really applicable, but I was going to uh, apply it to politics. And so, I was looking, uh, so I was trying to find some political. Uh, divisive topic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and, you know, so I landed on abortion. Oh. Well, actually, I think I started with something even worse than that. Um, but I, I had worked up a whole discussion around how one side, so the pro-lifers right. say this thing and the, and the pro-choicers say this thing. and, the things that they say to each other, mm-hmm. the things that they verbalize or the things that are commonly verbalized uh, are so hurtful to the other group mm-hmm. that they they get hurt and then they come back swinging. You know, right. one, they believe the other group is an idiot because that's a very common conclusion when someone hurts your feelings. They're stupid. Right. And then the... Uh, Compulsion, the urge is to strike back, you know, right. and be hostile back. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse. And so, in order to demonstrate that, I had to at least somewhat exhibit empathy or understanding for both sides. Right. Which, um, you know, would have been a very different show. Yeah, that would have been heavy. So, but I spent, you know, God knows how much time developing that. Right. And then completely scrapped it. So, it's just an idea of like the amount of time. But anyway, my point is or this whole thing is that. I just kept wondering, is this a good use of my time? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) is this, Or should I be spending more time on deep dives, actual episodes? Um, So that's kind of why I think we should do a live show in a couple years because it's just like the amount of time I have to spend on it, it just seems um, not where my priorities should be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, I can see that. I mean, you definitely (laughs) devote a lot of effort to that. Um, especially, and, and my feeling is I, I'm very glad you chose, uh, you ended up where you ended up thinking because the tone of the live show to me, uh, needs to be lighter, lighter and more inclusive. And whereas I think on episodes, if someone doesn't like an episode, they can just not listen to that one episode. Right. But if they are there for the live show, it's a little harder to not be
0: there for the live show. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's why if we, so it's a dream of mine, which would be really hard to pull off, would be you and I just did a road trip Mm -hmm. like down to LA. Yeah. And then over to like New York or something. Right. Which, of course, would be logistically really hard. (laughs) But, and then in every town, we just meet like two more patrons or something. Right. And uh have a conversation and have an experience in like Kansas City or something and then and then move on <laughs> We'll and, start a new band, and we'll do that, and at every town we'll play one night <laughs> and do a show the next, and that would be less time spent by me right because it would be less expectation right. right? And so uh, that's why I I, I what for next year let's brainstorm, brainstorm about something yeah. like that yeah
1: yeah because those are usually more like you show up you do like a panel of questions right. maybe you have one little bit that you do and then yeah. and then you go out for entertaining
0: and honestly that's what other podcasts do like yeah. Skeptics Guide they just record a podcast yeah. as if they were doing a regular podcast but an audience is there yeah like they don't try to make it. Interactive or in, particularly visually interesting to the crowd. Right. Like to me, I always figure it's like, well, let's make it a live show. Like, let's not because, like, imagine if you and I did this podcast and there were like you know a hundred people yeah. sitting sitting in an audience to our right, right, uh, or my right, your left. Uh, I'd be, I'd feel bad for them. It's yeah. just like you know, oh, wanna, are you still here? Yeah, you don't want to sit there and just listen to two guys yammer at each right. other, you know. Anyway, I also. I also wonder
1: if I could be the same. I mean, I guess we just have to be okay with the fact that it wouldn't be a normal episode. Because part of the reason I can be
0: the way I am is because no one is listening right now. Right. Totally. Like when we have live podcasts in front of – like the live podcast we have had where we record an actual episode, we'll have five to ten people in the audience and – both of us are very different they're, yeah, they're very, very like it's different. we yeah. are complete and i don't think- we're having to
1: host them too, huh we're having to act right. as hosts
0: well, and I think we just get more nervous yeah. and less free and less i don't know yeah. uh, good <laughs> <laughs> with our our words. our words are not as fl- fluently flow d- flow flow, flow? Flut-y. flow fluty, they don't fluty as well flow flow's one of those words where it can mean a lot of things, yeah. It means like uh, you could flow like when you're rapping. Yeah, you got a good flow. You're like in the flow when you're doing something that right. is effortless. Yeah. You have the flow of water right. that is... And then you have your menstrual cycle.
1: Yeah, or you hit your nose really hard and
0: you've got your flow in your nose. Your flow of... Really? I Blood. don't think people use that. I use it all the time. Oh, I ha- <laughs> Wait, I have a nose flow. <laughs> I have a nose flow. And My then nose is
1: flowing again.
0: And then there's fluorina which you know will be reduced to flow that's true and there's fluoride there's well but no one refers <laughs> to that as flow well
1: when I brush my teeth I got the flow
0: that's right. what you do you're like hey honey give me that fluoride give me that wait <laughs> god damn it <laughs> give me that toothpaste with the flow in it yeah <laughs> that's what you say that's what I say yeah yeah, yeah yeah I mean that makes sense I'm like hand me the flow the flow the flow toothpaste yeah <laughs> All right, well, that does it for that (laughs) That episode of Psychology in Seattle. We've lost the flow. (laughs) For those of you who missed a live show, don't you regret it now? Oh, I regret it. Yeah, you you would have regretted that kind of excellent banter back and forth. Uh, Please take care of yourself because... You deserve it.